This is Matt Greller, CEO of AIM. Welcome to the Hometown Innovations Podcast. Join us as we share ways our municipalities are positioning themselves for the future, thought-provoking interviews with state and local leaders, and more. Thanks for listening as we tell the municipal story. Welcome to this episode of AIM's Hometown Innovations Podcast. This is Chelsea Schneider, AIM Municipal Innovation Specialist, and today I'm in Nashville where town leaders just celebrated the completion of a capital improvement project to the town's water system. A really great project, um, really big achievement for the town, and I am with Sean Cassidy, who is utility manager of the town of Nashville and also Chris Kaufman, Water Resources Department Manager for BLN. So tell me a little bit about the project, you know, what was done. Sure, um, well, the, there was actually multiple projects that were done throughout the town of Nashville and the surrounding areas. Some of the projects, and Sean could talk more about the individual projects and some of the opportunities and how the contractor and the town all work together with the funding agencies to make this project a success. But the town of Nashville really is a unique water system and the fact that there's a lot of contours, the beautiful hills that we see in the autumn and all year round, provide a challenge for delivering good pressure of water throughout the system. So we got the, the top of the hills and the bottom of the hills and the water needs to get to both in a, in a reasonable manner. So I think Sean can really talk about really what started the project. The basis of it was the water meters and making sure that the cash registers for the utility were open for business. Part, part of our problems with, with our existing water meters that we had were they were a lot of them what we call touchpad systems where we went around with a wand and you physically touched the top of the meter and it read the meter. Um, we even still had a lot of them in that were still manual reads. You had to open a lid and look at them and manually read the numbers on. When I first started here four plus years ago, I went out in my first month with somebody to read meters, and in about an hour and a half, I said, this is insane, what we're doing, spending the time to do this. We're talking four to five guys, four days, four days out of the month, all day, reading 1,300 meters. Um, I immediately jumped on board with the whole, we've got to get these meters changed. Um, I'm wasting man hours, wasting wasting time and energy that we could be doing so many other things. Um, case in point, addressing the water pressure issues like uh, Chris was talking about. We, we end up with a lot of water leaks in our system because of the massive amount of pressure that we have at the bottom basin that the town sits in. And so we can devote so much more time to that versus and making that, keeping up on that and not losing water. So our main goal was to get those water meters changed. We're now in a radio read system that literally one guy can do in two hours. And that's really one of the innovation and technological advancements that the town of Nashville is looking at in order to make their operations more efficient and more effective. And like Sean said, by freeing up the, the labor of physically going to each meter, that helps to reallocate those resources to do more work, to really get ahead of the curve instead of continuing to be further and further behind. Exactly. For an average, you know, water customer, somebody who lives in the town, I mean, what does this project really mean to them? I heard that you guys are talking about increasing one of the sizes of a line um, to, for even emergency services. One, one of the other parts of the project we did, which was where we took a four-inch line and, and uh, expanded it into an eight-inch 
line created a much larger volume of water down that particular area on the north side of our system, which um, helped in the fire protection um, portion of, of uh, that area. Um, we added actually two extra, two, two more um, fire hydrants, um, and which helps in, in that particular area's insurance, lowers their insurance, plus the, just that much more volume of water makes the ability to push so much more water on down into the system from that point. And really, I think what you'll see, uh, continue to see, is that as the, the the water quality and the water will still continue to flow, the town of Nashville has continued to do a great job working what they've had. And a lot of communities throughout the state have got the same type of problems where they're forced to make it work no matter what they're handed. Exactly. And Nashville is no different. And so really, what we're trying to do to work together as a team is to give them the tools and the technology to make their life easier so that they can try to get caught up. So what that means from the average water user is it means the water is gonna continue to flow. There's gonna be a reduction in the number of boil orders and the number of water breaks because of this infrastructure improvements that are gonna last generations. When I travel around cities and towns, infrastructure is such a hot topic right now, not only roads, but also water, storm water, all sorts of things. What do you think especially maybe smaller towns, what can they learn from how Nashville saw this challenge and then tackled the project? I think one of the things that's important is to communicate the effort and the work that's being done. And a lot of times that there's challenges that I think the Hoosier humbleness is well at play when we get through what needs to be done. We don't brag the work that we're doing, we just make it work. And that's great, but there's also a downside to it. It means that we're not effectively communicating the work that needs to be done and the value of our work. Infrastructure is help is what drives the economy. Without a good, solid infrastructure, the economy falters. And so it's important to make sure that people understand that you don't just put a pipe in the ground and forget about it. You don't just put a road in the ground and forget about it. There's ongoing maintenance and operations that needs to be tended to. So really it's just a matter of continuing to communicate and to continue to reach out for help. Together we are better than we are by ourselves and there's a lot of resources throughout the government to be able to help to solve infrastructure challenges. At, at the ribbon cutting it was a real big focus that this was a real co collaborative project among local, state, and federal. Tell me a little bit, um, Sean, about that collaboration. Um, the, the collaboration was the fact that all these organizations came together to make sure this project came, came about, which was a, a major help for us because it was such a large undertaking. And we sat around for what we started in 2015, yeah. trying to figure out how we were going to get this done. What really needed to be done, because we had several other things that were on the on the on the plate, which another one was case in point the, the PRV valve. We talked PRV valves, which is a whole other process that got brought in, um, which would help in these water losses and the water breaks by bringing the pressure down. We are now working on that project as well. We kind of wish we'd have rolled that into the major project, but but it, it didn't happen. Um, uh, so it's another project we need to work on as well. Uh, to piggyback on kind of what Chris was talking about with, with the public, education is, is a big deal. To, people are so used to, as long as my water works and as long as the toilet flushes and as long as I got a road to drive on, they don't think about it. 
you need to educate them on what's going on and, and how it's being done and why we're tearing the road up because of what we're doing. And once you start to do that, people get very receptive as to what you say. And they listen and they go, oh, okay, well, this makes more sense. Let me, let me be supportive of what you're doing. So. And I think that that was, you kind of talked about that during the ceremony. You talked about the residents along Freeman Ridge that understood that this is going to be a temporary disruption through construction. But at the end of the day, it's going to be a lot better. Oh, sure. A lot better. We had, like I, I said in the ceremony, we had the customers coming out and talking to the construction guys and how their day was going. And, and the, the, the guys doing the construction were very receptive to all the, that area has a lot of retirees. And so they, they would come out and talk and, and they'd stop what they're doing and talk to them and explain to them what they're doing. Um, explain to them why they're having to shut their water off to put in a new meter and how this new meter is going to help them and how this new amount of water that's flowing down the system is going to help better their their situation like i said in in the thing i had one old boy that we were working in a particular area and every morning he came out with a big thermos of coffee and donuts for the guys because he wanted to make them happy he says, this is great what you guys are doing for us um so it, it's it, and this community rallies around that they they're very much want to be involved they want to know what's going on they want to put their two cents in um, but they also like the explanation as to explaining them what you're doing and how you're doing it. And then they're very receptive to everything. It's, it's, it, it, it amazes you. It really does. Yeah, it's, a, it's really important, again, to echo what Sean said is, you know, when you get the community involved at the beginning of it, they can be your supporters. If you just bring them in at the end and tell them what's going to happen, they become your jury, and they're not very forgiving. Yeah. The, the dealing with the pavings of the road, in particular, after this project, I've got a couple of Young, young ladies, as I call them, a couple of my older gals that live up on Freeman Ridge that are what my, my watchdogs. So they're calling me constantly about the road being repaired. And I finally got them some dates that we're going to repair the road, all this kind of stuff. And they're like, okay, that's all we wanted to know. We want to know what's going on. Da, 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 da. And so you've got you to stay on top of them. you got to keep them informed. Great. And it's really neat because this isn't just about you, Nashville. You guys serve customers in the broader Brown County area we're, as well. Yeah, we, go, we actually are the... We were the first water system in Brown County. So we, we actually, from 1948, I believe, so our system runs out of the county. We actually, we actually have water lines that run past Brown County Water's office, which <laughs> services five counties. Totally. Um, so, we, yeah, so we actually service areas around their office. Um, uh, we, we go all the way out halfway to Bloomington, um, and we go three or four miles towards Columbus. Great. Right now, a uh, huge focus on placemaking, what makes a community a quality place to live. A lot of times what attracts the attention are those projects, you know, above the ground, right? Sure, people new parks, see what they new flash yeah. 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 But I thought it was really neat because you guys were talking about at the ribbon cutting, it's also really important, the projects that occur underground. Why is this such a huge part of Nashville's success story that this project is now complete? I think what Nashville is really known for is its beauty. Not only just the environmental beauty, but the artistic beauty and what's called people here through the generations and through the decades. One of the reasons that makes it a great place to live is because of the amenities. Certainly you have the, the opportunity for country style living and being ate out and with nature, but you also have the benefits of having running water and sewer. And those are the basic foundations that really civilization needs in order to pursue higher goals. 
Well, sounds good. Well, I really appreciate your all's time. Get it so. anyway. Yeah. <laughs> that guy said it. <laughs> what do you say? Sounds great. <laughs> yes. Well, I really appreciate your all's time. It was great to learn more about this project. So. Fantastic. Thank you.